Do you have solo economic dependency? That is, if you aren't working, you aren't making money. The Art of Passive Income Podcast is the solution. Discover passive income models so you can enjoy life on your own terms. Let freedom ring. Hey, it's Mark Podolsky, the Land Geek, with your favorite niche real estate website, www.thelandgeek.com. And I'm really excited, Land Geek Nation, for today's guest because he's just really cool. Like, maybe one of the coolest. He's like, the, he's like you know, when this guy goes in the room, he's like the coolest guy in the room. And we'll tell you why in a second. But I would be remiss if I did not properly introduce my co-host, Six Sigma, Scott Todd from scotttodd.net, landmoto.com. And most importantly, if you're not automating your Craigslist postings, postingdomination.com forward slash the land geek. Scott Todd, how are you? Mark, I'm great. How are you? I'm great. I'm really excited uh, to talk to our, our guest today. But before we do so, I do want to remind everybody today's podcast is sponsored by postingdomination.com forward slash the land geek. I remember when I used to manually post my Craigslist postings and yeah, I'd sell a little land here and there. But last year, using postingdomination.com forward slash land geek, I sold 192 properties just like that. Scott Todd, of course, sold five more than me, but we don't like to talk about that. So go there. All right. Today's guest is Ivan Raiklin from raiklin.com. If you don't know who Ivan is, he is a recovering lawyer, diplomat, and green beret. Uh-oh. He's scary. Turned startup advisor, investor, and collaborative economy entrepreneur who accidentally ran 50 miles once. He hosts four weekly shows about startups, DC tech, the sharing economy, and legal tech. Ivan Raiklin, how are you? Doing great. Mark, thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. And Scott, I got to say a plug real quick. I like the word domination in your business, but it's lacking one word, total to make it total domination. Total posting. Which domination. we're going to do in this podcast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to figure <laughs> out right now. So spoken like a very intense Green Beret. So <laughs> Ivan, how are you totally dominating your niche? All right. So totally dominating obviously is a mindset, right? Right. So you, you set a goal and then you backwards plan and execute on it. That's pretty much it. Similar to what you're doing right now. You're using every moment of the day to its fullest by having a treadmill desk. And while we're doing this podcast interview, Mark, you're crushing it even more than I am. So I got to step up my game. Yeah. See now, if you start getting the <laughs> treadmill desk, I'm going to get like an elliptical desk. <laughs> I like it. Right. Yeah. Like we're just going to keep, we're going to keep upping it. it. So other I, I love what he just said though. Right. Cause that's what I did. Mark, I set the goal. Work backwards to what you have to do every single day. It's very simple. It's too easy. It's too easy. All right. The goal is the hardest part. The execution is the easiest part. Ivan, tell us a story about being a recovering lawyer, a diplomat, and Green Beret. How, how, does, it, how does it even happen? That's right. the coolest bio I think we've heard in a long time. So, yeah, thank you for that. Uh, no, so I, I get that question asked quite a bit. So uh, I engage with a lot of people on Twitter. And the first thing that they ask is, recovering lawyer, what the heck's that? I don't know. Recovering lawyer for me is somebody that went to law school, ended up passing the bar exam. Uh, in my case, it was New York. And then decided, you know what? Sitting behind the desk and doing like 
legal transactions and legal analysis day in and day out, that, that grind was just not enough for me. So I had to seek other opportunities, ventures, you know, avenues within the entrepreneurial space to really satisfy my, uh, I guess, goals and, and desires. So that's how I transitioned from that and then started advising some startups on uh, legal formation, legal risk that they have to take on as a startup, depending on what space they're in. And then I just continue to grow by uh, having some podcasts. And then the other piece, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say about, about being a diplomat in Green Beret. Oh, so back in the day, I've served as, the, as an army attache. So I was a military diplomat for a brief period of time back before uh, Russia invaded the Republic of Georgia. So I was in Tbilisi, the capital city. So uh, one of the languages that I speak is Russian fluently, and that's how I was able to land that gig uh, through my military experience and then also my linguistic capability to be able to bring value to the U.S. Embassy out there. And then the last thing I wanted to say about my bio, uh, maybe the last thing, unless you ask me something else, is the accidentally running 50 miles once. I get the question on that one a lot. And the story behind that, because we always got to talk about stories, is originally it was supposed to be an ultra marathon that was a distance of, a pro I think it was about 51.2 miles. So unfortunately, on the last bit, I took a wrong turn and actually didn't even, didn't complete the 51.2 mile piece. I did slightly over 50 miles. And that's why I say I accidentally ran 50 miles rather than the full 51. <laughs> yeah, but like, who wakes up and thinks to themselves, boy, I'd like to do an ultra marathon. Like, isn't a marathon enough? Like total domination. <laughs> well, actually, that was the first race I had ever done. I've never done a half. I've never, no, actually, I take that back. I did a 17.76K, which I think is it's, it's less than a half. So this is the first time I've done a half marathon, a full marathon, and an ultra. And I figured, you know what? I want to be efficient. Let me just do it all in one fell swoop. Boom. Total domination right there. He just, he just dropped the mic on us, Scott Todd. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going to do it, like why? I mean, look, if you're going to go, why not go big, right? Like why, why uh, forget the 5K, man? Go for the 50. Yeah. So what I did, I, I, went, I went big and I went home because I only trained two weeks for it. So I did the 50, and that, when I was done with that, I couldn't walk probably for about three days because all the lactic acid buildup, it was ridiculous. But I love it. I'd do it again. Well, what about the whole Green Beret thing? Oh, you want to get into that too, huh? <laughs> Let me see. What about the Green Beret thing? So I've served in uh, you know, different parts of the world. Uh, let's see here, Central South America. I've done uh, trips to the Middle East was my most recent one uh, last year. Uh, I dabble. Let's just say that. Uh, come on, Ivy. <laughs> Get, tell us a story about being a Green Beret. Just yeah, one this story. Is a, this is a business show. Go on, Mark. Yeah, but we can, we can definitely take what you've learned as far as discipline, execution, and we can apply it to business. And that's, that's going to be the next follow-up question, obviously, is how Phenomenal you interviewer. Okay, sold. I think I'm going to talk, talk a little bit about that, Mark. All right, so as far as being a Green Beret, I mean, uh, obviously, it's one of the more difficult professions within the military to enter. So there's a pretty significant lengthy interview process and then also a training process. So as you may, uh, maybe some of you guys may not know that are listening in, but the Green Beret process starts out with a, you know, a paper interview. They look at your paperwork and then you go into what's called the special forces assessment and selection phase. 
And I think Discovery Channel had an episode where they did the two-week version, but normally it's a three-week interview. Physical, mental, you know, all different toughness. And, you know, the attrition rate is probably over 50% on average. So of those, then you make it to your training phase, and the training will last anywhere from, depending on your specialty, it'll last anywhere from essentially a year to two years. So the, the medical profession is a lot more difficult, more robust, and that's why it's two years. But what you learn there is you know, basic things that are applicable to business. So it's you know, tenacity, working longer hours, uh, and then also, more importantly, I'd say the interpersonal skills. Being able to work in a small team where you can rely on the people to your left and right, uh, you know, trust, confidence, and just really gutting it out together. Those are probably some of the characteristics that you need, particularly in a small, uh, you know, a small early stage startup, whether it's, you know, even I guess as a solopreneur, because you have to rely on yourself to be able to, to accomplish the mission. And at times, it's, it's what you do when no one's watching that's going to make you successful. So day in and day out, like uh, Scott was saying, it's really what you do like this minute that's going to start accumulating by the hour, by the day, that's going to get you that success in a year and then maybe building up to that 10,000 hours of whatever you want to be an expert at. It's day in, day out, day out grind. That's it. I have so many questions, but I don't want to hog the interview. Scott, I'll, I'll let you throw something at Ivan. <laughs> throw me a bone, Scott. Go, go ahead, Mark. Let's see what you Let's see what you're doing. <laughs> Well, you know, I want to know, like, when you have that kind of training and that kind of discipline, right, and you see the world through that kind of lens, and you have all these multifaceted talents, you know, how do you optimize it? So kind of walk us through, like, your morning ritual. Um, I want to extract out as much Ivan Raiklin sort of success tactics as we can in this interview. Gotcha. So it's a little, probably a little bit different than some of the folks that you've listened to that are always talking about the early morning uh, ritual. Some, I guess a lot of my day is actually somewhat ad hoc, but I would start off with the first thing that I do structurally in a 24-hour period is you must, for me, I sleep eight to nine hours a day consistently. That is probably the most important thing of my day is to give my brain that necessary downtime and my body, the necessary uh, relaxation and rest so that I can crush it the rest of the day of 15 to 16 hours. So with that said, you got that. Second prong is going to be your exercise, which, Mark, you're doing it basically 16 hours a day, <laughs> it looks like, which I love it. I totally respect that. And then the other piece is your, your, uh, your intake. What are you bringing into your body? So you're, you know, those three prongs really round out everything. And then everything from that, is is really easy afterwards so your physical fitness sleep and then your diet once you got once you have that set i would say that again you set your goal and then you execute from it in my instance like anytime i have any uh, a time in the day where i'm not either taking care of my kids i have two kids wife uh, so that obviously takes a, a portion of my day and my week to be able to raise good citizens hopefully they're going to be good knock on wood <laughs> but Aside from that, there's so many minutes throughout the day that you can either learn, you can create content, you can create value to, you know, for other people, just like we're, we're doing right now. It doesn't have to be a long-form 25-minute interview. It could be something simple as, hey, I have a little tool or life hack because you know, I consider myself a life hacker. And then maybe throughout the day, I'll say, hey, I just found out about a new life hack. 
and I recommend taking a look at this. And so that'll increase the efficiency level of different people. One life hack, for example, would be when I learn, you know, in order to be a professional in any profession, you have to have a certain level of gravitas and understanding of your industry. And the way to do that is to, you know, consume content. And the way I do it usually is at two and a half, three, sometimes four times the normal speed. Whereas if you're listening to this podcast at the normal 1x rate, you're, put, you're leaving a lot of time on the table. So unless you want to listen to us at this normal slow speed and listen through the times when I have to inhale and there's no content being pushed out, that's up to you. If you want to live, you know, you want to strive for mediocrity, have at it. But if you want to start being more efficient so that you can focus attention and effort on other areas, you need to start shaving off seconds of the day in different endeavors, which start to add up to thousands of hours over the course of a year. Scott Todd's nodding his head. Scott, how do you, how do, you do that? I mean, I think that, um, I think that uh, you know, like for me, everything is, is planned. You know, like my, my workday is planned. There's not this open gap, if you will. And it's done with military precision. You know, like think, just think of, you know, the, the president of the United States, he blocks his calendar in 15 minute increments. How, how are you blocking your calendar? You know, like if it's just wide open, then you're going to walk aimlessly. It should be like, this is what is next. This is what we do next. There shouldn't be any, any doubt like, well, what am I going to do now? Well, see, I, I got it. A lot of people do that, but I figured out that a lot of times, the time spent on planning takes away from your ability to execute. So there's that balance. If you do too much planning, because I mean, in a nutshell, I know what I'm going to be doing. Yeah, yeah. I see. Like I, I agree with you. Where, where, where I would kind of like if you're sitting there wasting a lot of time saying, "Well, okay, what am I doing this plan? This block or this block or this block?" Uh, and then you're spending hours a day trying to plan your day. That's that's waste, right? Mm-hmm. But you should have blocks. I mean, you know, like. Mark, we did a podcast where they talked about theming your days, right? Like you should have blocks that, that say, okay, during this time frame, this is where I handle this. This is where I start to look at this stuff, or this is when I start to look at the, the bills, or this is when we do this piece. Oh, yeah. Just kind in, of terms of, in terms of batching, I think some people call it batching. So, for example, you may batch your podcast where you do, I don't know, 10, 15 episodes in one day, and then you're done for the, the month or the two months. So, in terms of like social media use is probably the, the biggest one that I recommend is, I mean, you don't want to be on there all day because you just get sucked in. Probably the best time to do it is when you're, I like to use it when I'm winding down, going to bed for like say 10, 15 minutes and then answer some of the key critical uh, engagements that I have and then not really use it throughout the rest of the day because I actually still have a, a full-time gig that I, uh, that I let myself be involved in. It's some, you know, most people call it a 40 hour work week. I call that my moonlighting time. So I moonlight in a full-time job. And then I also still maintain a status in the national guard. Meanwhile, my full-time endeavor is entrepreneurship, business, startup advisory, investing, going to different conferences. And, uh, that basically rounds out my 168 hour week with 56 of them, 56, 60 hours in sleep mode. So the remaining hundred I'm able to essentially divide it up into, into those three. So there is planning involved, but it really varies by the week because I have, uh, you know, an obligation will come up that's of higher priority based on what I just found out, say, five minutes ago. 
So I guess I have the flexibility to reprioritize just like that based on the potential gain that I get from participating in that endeavor. I know it's vague, but it's vague by design. Yeah, I mean, Ivan, being such a peak performer, I'd, I'd be curious about your parents. And I want to know, what's the best lesson your mother or father ever taught you? I'd say that a lot of my drive comes from my father and his execution. So a little bit of real quick story on my father. So my parents are from the Soviet Union. They, they had to flee under persecution during those times. And then were able to make it to the U S in the early mid seventies before I was born. And he didn't speak any English started out from scratch and then worked his way up. And then as I was growing up, I would always see that, you know, he was working full time, getting his PhD in economics, uh, start off at Columbia university, no small feat, but had to finish up in a, a smaller school at new school in New York city because of, uh, you know, the finances, it was a little too expensive to go and pay for that. And I would say that just, you know, leading by example. Now, my, his interpersonal skills, I, I, my interpersonal skills are not from my father. They're from my mother. So I took, I think, both the, the good from both of them, you know, work ethic from one and then interpersonal skills from the other to essentially round things out. And I'm always working on it on a daily basis, the interpersonal aspect of it, because you, you can never be too good. I love it. I love it. If, if you're on your deathbed, right, and uh, you're surrounded by your family and your friends, what words of advice would you give them? And then what would be the last life hack you would give them before you, you, before you, 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 uh, you mainline? And uh, besides the, you know, listen to podcasts or books on, on 2X, 3X. All right. So the first part of the question is easy. The second part, maybe I'll be able to fumble through this one. So the first part would be the advice that I would give literally anybody is if you want to do something, don't hesitate because you're going to miss that opportunity because you didn't jump on it. And then you'll never have that, have that opportunity again for the rest of your life. And you're going to regret it always. You hear a lot of people saying that. And I, I'm lucky to where I've, I know that I've tried at so many things. You know, people tell me like, oh, you're involved in so many things. You're always successful at this and that. I'm probably successful in about one to 5% of the things that I try at. So it shows you like I'm probably one for 20 on most things. So, but I'm happy that I've been able to at least try in, in those other 19 endeavors and whatever you want to call it, fail. But those failures gave me a you know, more knowledge, more experience on how to navigate through failures and then be able to succeed later on. And the second part of your question, I would say as far as a life hack on my deathbed is, is it would be the same thing, to be honest. <laughs> Just if you think of something, you want to do it, obviously, as long as it's not illegal, immoral, unethical, and it brings value to, you know, you without detriment to others or to others without detriment to a greater uh, or to a greater populace, then just go after it. Easy. Yeah, I, I read a, uh, a quote from Derek Sivers. Uh, the normal timeline is for chumps. So it kind of remind me, reminded me of, <laughs> of that, what you were saying. Like, you know, if you're listening to videos on 1x speed, like you're, you're leaving a lot of time on the table. You know, he, he got through college in like two years. 
Yes. And, um, and it's, you know, it's an interesting way to, to see the world because he's looking at it through ways like, well, how can I smart cut this and how can I smart cut that? And I think you're the same way, Ivan, in the way that you look at the world. Like, okay, how can I, you know, you're not saying smart cut, you're saying life hack, right? Yeah, and, it's essentially yeah. the same thing though. It sounds like it. No, it because, definitely is, yeah. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, how are you consuming, Mark? to be able to be, you know, at the top of your game in your industry. I think you do a lot of real estate, right? You always try to yeah. figure out what the t- latest tips and tricks are in order to maximize profit, maximize, you know, mitigate risk in the investment, right? Absolutely. I mean, I spend a literally two whole days reading basically and, and learning and that's, <laughs> that's my days thinking and, yes. and, and doing that. And I think it's that important. Um, I think yeah, any professional has to expend some energy to do that. And you say you read. Is it regular text, regular books? Audio on 2X. Audio on 2X. You need to step your game up. Are you using Audible? Audible. Yeah, Audible only goes up to 3X, which, you know, for some people it's okay. 3X is pretty challenging. But I challenge you, Mark and Scott, try to raise your game up to 2.5 and then 3X on Audible. Because right. audio quality is sufficient to be able to do that. And then you're going to be like, okay, now I see why he's sleeping eight hours a day. Yeah, but I, mean, I, gonna... I like the narration sometimes. <laughs> I feel like it's, it's ruining it for me. Okay, okay. If that brings you quality of life, then I'm not going to take that away from me. All right. yeah, I can, you it, can't optimize if, everything. If you're in it just to totally crush it and dominate, then I recommend just maxima, maximizing. Can't I? I, I can't can't I crush it and dominate and still have a little joy? I, I think you can, Mark. I mean, yeah. like, like I can't listen to books on like one and a half. Like one and a half is like, I can't stop. I'm getting nothing. I might as well just put on static radio, right? Like it's it's garbage. I don't know how you do that. It's ridiculous. I mean, look, right. if it works for I, I tell you, it won't work for me. It depends on the area. Let me back off then. For Scott, let's do it this way. So instead of listening and watching things at 1x, just scale it up to 1.25. That's where I'm at. I, I, I listen at 25%. That's right. More yeah. efficient. Now, what about your videos on YouTube when you're trying to learn a new craft or whatever? Oh, man, you got to pause you, every 50 seconds. Well, are you speeding it up? Speed it up and get a pause it so you can understand what they're saying. <laughs> All right. So then here's another life hack. You want to blow through the commercials? Download a p- program called 2XAV. That'll, that'll go five times the normal, up to five times the normal speed to blow through those commercials and then watch it at 1x when the actual content that you want to learn comes up. 2xAV. Yeah. 2xAV. I love by it. Now, by announce? By announce. Been using that thing for, I think, six or seven years. That's how I do my continuing legal education for... For, uh, to maintain my status as an attorney, because every two years I have to do 24 hours of, of uh, you know, continuing legal education, and I can do it online. So instead of watching it at one x, I'll scale it up. Interesting. Well, I mean, what are you watching? On, I mean, you're watching legal stuff then on YouTube. Yeah, legal education. I mean, even just simple things like, uh, I don't know. Say for example, something breaks down in the house. I'm like, yeah, it's a challenge. I want to show the kids how to do it. I'll, I'll kind of watch it real quick. And then show them how to do it instead of watching it at normal 1x speed. Because a lot of times there's a lot of fluff in the video and you can just burn right through it. Okay, I, I've got a question for you. So, you, you said in the introduction, you said that you had four shows, right? 
Yes. Where, how are you, where are the shows and how are you building your audience? All right. So right now I'm on a temporary hiatus hiatus on the shows, but basically I used to use the platform Blab. Right now uh, I'm getting back into the, because the Blab platform's gone. I'm using the platform, what is it? My co-host is is managing it. It is, oh, H-U-Z-Z-A is the platform. I don't know if you've heard of that one. I have I have heard of it. H U Huzzah. Now Huzzah. I think Huzzah or Huzzah. And one of the websites that I have that with that content is uh, was it legaltech.live. So that's where we interview founders in the legal tech space and we discuss new trending uh, essentially their companies that they're building that are disrupting the, the uh, legal space. Now are you are you booking are you booking your own like shows you have a booker that does that how i mean like how are you maximizing that so to be honest what i bring to the table is i have a it's not enormous but i have a larger social media following and the way we've done it is initially i kind of started off and now my co-host is doing most of that back-end engagement which i probably need to participate a little bit more but uh, i mean having a, a virtual assistant i mean they can easily manage that on the back end. Calendly is a good way to do that through uh, automated. I think, I think our engagement with you is uh, through an automated calendar process. Yeah. We use acuity and and that's really how I schedule my whole life really is I, I do time blocking through acuity and uh, it allows me to time theme my week and it's, it's the greatest thing ever. I don't know how I did it before that. I think I was just scattered and distracted I actually, um, so I, w- I wasn't total domination. No, I mean, you learn, you live and learn, right? I guess in my case, since I'm involved in the government space, the military space, and then the entrepreneurs, you know, purely private sector space, the calendars that I have cannot overlap for obvious reasons. I can't have everything in the open on what I do because of there are laws out there that, we just saw something happen to a very high official that uh, you know doesn't allow those, those sort of things. So obviously, I can't do it exactly how a normal entrepreneur would do it. Right, right. A little bit more siloed. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, well, we're at that point now. I have a, <laughs> I'm going to ask you for your tip of the week. A website. I know you wanted to ask another question, but well, I knew you wouldn't answer it. So I'm like, you know, I'm not going to put Thank him on the you. spot. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, so your tip of the week: of a website, a resource, a book, something actionable where the art of passive income listeners can go right now, improve their businesses, improve their lives. You've given us tons of great life hacks, and your website has tons of great life hacks. But I'm going to push you like a green beret for one more. Bring it on. See if yeah. I can rise to the occasion. One other life hack in order for folks to totally, your listeners to totally dominate in creating passive income. It's an easy one. Go to social media marketing world. Oh, Scott Todd loves that place. Essentially, you, whatever business you're involved in, you need to go to that conference and make the connections you need to, to connect with and don't go to the sessions. Do not ever sit down in the session if it's recorded because you're going to go and watch that afterwards at two or three X. But while you're at the conference, 
you will be engaging with as many people and making the most connections as possible. And that's the life hack that I basically implement at every conference. Wow. Wow. Who's, who was your favorite person that you met at social media marketing world? Hmm. There's a lot of good people out there. Did, did one person actually delight you? Like, you're like, wow, that was like, they didn't, you know, they were just like delightful. Like they were completely different or, or special in a way that, you know, the connection was there. There was a, there's a, you know, a certain connection that you, you, so you I didn't went last. I went last year and it had been six years since I seen this guy. And the first time that I'd seen him, uh, he was, uh, let's just say I kind of busted his chops. My interpersonal skills were inferior to say the least. I just graduated the special forces qualification course. You know, I thought I was just, you know, best thing since sliced bread. Meanwhile, I went to my first conference and met this guy. And six years later, as I get back into, into entrepreneurship, I'll give you one guess who it is. He was a keynote speaker. And everybody knows him. He, his interpersonal skills are unmatched in the business uh, space. Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh, I was going to guess Gary Vaynerchuk. <laughs> yes. And that guy, that guy works probably as intensely as you do. I mean, he's got some work to do, but I do respect the guy. <laughs> no, he, he put in the thing is he's probably going to be a billionaire this year. And I, I can honestly say from kind of watching him, you know, obviously a lot of people have watched him and his rise. He's one of the, probably the only people that I would say that deserves it. His work ethic deserves him bringing value to the world to the 1 billion point just from his raw hustle and bringing value to startups and startup founders and it just his constant grind. So yeah, Gary V. Gary V. Wow. I, how can we get that guy on the podcast? I know he'd come, you know, easy. Drop your name. No. Ask. <laughs> just ask. I know we've asked. <laughs> I know. How many asked. times? Probably not enough. Uh, you know what? We probably need to keep asking. Not enough. Not enough. You know what? Well, look at look at it from resistance. his perspective. Look at it from his perspective. How can you bring him value? Yeah, absolutely. Our audience that, has yeah. never heard of him. That's how. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Now, how big's the audience? Oh, millions, man. If you have millions of listeners, and that your audience has never heard of him except for obviously just now because I'm name dropped him. Audience is seven. Then I think he people. needs to be in seven billion. Uh, we, our audience is the globe, man. I like it. Total. Good tip, though. Domination. That is a good tip. All right. So the second time you meet Gary V, what did he say to you? What was his, what, what, how did he delight you? Oh, you want to go into the specifics? Yeah. Well, that's a personal conversation that I had with him. But at the end of the conversation, he said, we need to break bread uh, sometime when you're in New York. So I haven't taken him up on that yet. And it may be difficult now that he's uh, – you know, he's continuing to dominate, but we will meet again. I, I even, so why? Like if, if Gary V told me like, Hey, we got to go to dinner next time you're in New York, I'm getting on a plane going, man. Like, well, <laughs> forget like, why not take action now and totally dominate? Well, uncle Sam 
the following day had me go somewhere else into the Middle okay. East. Okay, well, all right. All right. <laughs> so you know what? You've made our, our lives a little safer. Thank you. <laughs> We're good, man. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I feel bad now for beating up on you. Like, <laughs> no, seriously, that's basically what happened. Like literally the following day and the next day, I had, to, I had to do my thing as a Green Beret. So I couldn't take him up on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that Ivan might be the best guy to go to a bar with. Like, do you know how, how obnoxious I would be with like Ivan next to me? Like, Why? Like, I, I would, like, cause like you can handle yourself. Like I could be like this geeky guy going up to people like, yeah, you know, I it just like, that's, that's my buddy. He's a green beret. Just, just do the, all you got to do is the Dale Carnegie approach. Win no, of course. I mean, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't really do it, but like the fantasy is like, you know, <laughs> I, I could do whatever I want and not get beat up. I'll tell you what I, I, I had a friend that was a flattered. I had, I had a friend that was a uh, Navy SEAL, and there is this piece around you, Mark. Like when when you know you're you're hanging out with a Navy SEAL, knowing like this guy could just you know kill anybody. Right? Like life is just better. It's like having your own, <laughs> you know, like your own Secret Service team around you. And then uh, in in this one case, this uh, we were at an event, and some some guy was really just messing with this guy you know like this drunk guy and he was poking him and he, he he just basically had enough and he said listen do i need to take you out to the beach and like really show you the 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 how to, how to bad self that it, without breathing yeah like <laughs> well then the guy wouldn't stop okay so what funny story is in this group that we were in there was a there was a um it was a uh ranger in the group and he's like, he looks over at the ranger, and the seal looks over at the ranger and says, "Hey, I'm gonna need an extraction in about 35 seconds. You got, you got, you got me." And they they walked out to the beach, and the, the ranger's like, "Come on, man, <laughs> here's your extraction. This is ending now." But uh, there's this confidence, Mark. There's this confidence. Yeah, I I I think that it's important to uh, to learn some type of martial art to have that sort of quiet confidence that if you ever had to take care of yourself, you could kind of take care of yourself. Um, I think this quote comes from General Mattis and I'm going to scale it up because obviously I like to scale things up. Sure. His quote, not, not verbatim is make friends with everybody you meet, but have a plan to kill them just in case. This is mad. <laughs> I like to say, Mad dog. Mad dog. Why not have a primary alternate contingency and emergency plan to execute them, but never have to execute on it. Sounds anyway, good. I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that suspense that's, thriller. So when are we going to break bread? As you know, where, where are you located? Right outside of Washington, DC in Alexandria, Virginia. All right. So when you come out West, we'll break bread. Come out to Scottsdale. Your weather sucks. There you go. You can even bring the kids. Nice. Scottsdale, yeah. Arizona. Yeah. So we'll break bread then. But, um, but Scott, you haven't given your tip of the week. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. Isn't there not enough tips just flowing here today, Mark? Uh, if you don't, if you Let, don't have one, I'll give you mine. I got, I got one. I got, I got one that I like. I haven't really talked about this, but I really like this one. It is Grammarly.com. You heard of Grammarly? I know Grammarly. I love it. I, why I, do you love it? You're a good writer. 
Yeah, well, you know, uh, it it basically helps you like when you're when you're fast. You know, it helps you be faster because you're not having to necessarily uh, slow down to go back and watch those little mistakes. And uh, it 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 it's got my back. I love it. I love Grammarly, and I got the free version. I don't have the paid version, so I love it even more. All right. Well, it's a great it's a great Chrome extension for sure. Um, no, great. they have that's a, that's a great tip. No, they have an app. They have an app too, like for the Mac. You download the app and you write in there like a word processor. Oh. Oh, wait, wait. There's a Mac app for this? Yes, yes. Oh, I'm going in. Scott the Grammarian. Free. Yeah, I mean, you know, like forget Word. Let, let Grammarly check your stuff as you go. Wait, wait. This is the, in the App Store, Grammarly. Uh, I don't know if it's in the App Store. Let's look. Um, I don't think it's in here. It's not in here. Grammarly Mac app. I know you like the. Uh, All right, I'm I'm on here now, and I was just getting the. I was just going to get the Chrome extension. Well, Chrome extension is nice because as you're as you're writing whatever, it's there. But you know, it does get annoying sometimes to have that extension because it just it just creates some problems sometimes. It slows you down. Okay. So the Grammarly for for Mac is really powerful. Really Grammarly powerful. for Mac. Okay. So how do I get it? Here, I'll, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to give you the shortcut. It's Grammarly.com forward slash native forward slash Mac. Oh, okay. Forward slash native forward slash Mac. Yeah. So, all right. I haven't see. There you go. Boom. Man. Bang. I'm really happy. Are, are you glad you came on the podcast today, Mr. Lifehack man? No, I've heard of that one actually. Oh, <laughs> I know that one. I'm I'm having to really defend these uh these these tips to you, Mark. So I know I'm tough. I'm very tough. I got to throw in another plug. John Lee Dumas has uh, his little hacks, not hacks, but essentially a list of all the tools that are recommended on all of his 13, 1400 episodes in a uh, list, and I have my virtual assistant essentially collate them and come up with the ones that reoccur the most. And then as new ones come up, I kind of take a look and see if it's worthwhile to, to, to know about and apply to my business. I love that hack. Okay, so send me that list so I don't have to do it myself. <laughs> eofire.com forward slash tools, I think it is. Yeah, no, but I want your list. Oh, come on. Just I need, I need to make that into clickbait. I know, but I'm not going to take it. I mean, <laughs> For the for marketing, I just want to save no. myself some time. All right, I'll shoot it to you, and then I then I'll give you some love. I'm like, look, this is from Ivan, and I'll I'll link back to you. Is that cool? Sounds good. All right, awesome. Okay, so my tip of the week is the best tip of the week. Um, learn more about Ivan Raiklin at raiklin.com. I have a link to his site r a i k l i n dot com. Um, he's got hacks. He's got his shows. He's a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, not, not as big as you guys. Ivan, are, are we good? We're phenomenal. I'm looking forward to breaking bread. So tell me when you want to get out of the cold. Arizona? It's like, it's like 78 today. It's gorgeous. Hmm. I don't know. Are you guys going to a conference anytime soon? We have our own conference in Vegas uh, in April. Which one? We do a boot camp. Boot camp, yeah, my a land, style, a land investing boot camp. 
Oh, we'll teach you how to make some passive income. Oh, come on, man. What are you talking? Mark. Don't <laughs> <laughs> do a green beret about boot camp. Oh, you know what? I just realized that. Never mind. <laughs> I you know, was waiting for him to take that up. Is, I am so embarrassed I just said that. Dude, he, he literally. We're, we're editing that out. <laughs> no, you got to keep it <laughs> in. His eyes, like, the audience can't see his eyes, but the, he was like, boot camp? Really? I'm in. No, listen, oh, that'd be gosh. miserable for all of us if we had to go do that kind of boot camp. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Nah, you guys, you guys know how to make money in real estate. I'm not, I'm not running 50 miles just for fun. Yeah. But we'll teach you how to make some passive income in real estate without headaches. No renters, no he- rehabs, no renovations, no rodents. Um, I may send you a couple people. Send me some people. We'll talk. Um, in the meantime, um, I just want to thank all the listeners. I want to remind them the only way we're going to get the quality of guests like an Ivan Raiklin to come on this podcast is if you do three tiny little things. You got to rev- subscribe, you got to rate, and you got to review the podcast. Send us a screenshot of that review to support at thelangeek.com. We're going to send you for free the $97 Passive Income Launch Kit. Um, I do want to just remind everybody today's uh, podcast is sponsored by postingdomination.com forward slash the land geek. Ivan, do we, do we, is there a question we should have asked you that we didn't ask? That's for the next episode. All right. We'll come to the next episode. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank you. Um, thank you so much for keeping us safe and, um, and doing what you do and adding so much value to the world. Uh, really just phenomenal uh, to meet you. And, and uh, I'm not joking about breaking bread. You know, you come out. Not either. We'll do it. So I'm a man of uh, my word, Mark. Anytime Mark or Scott are in DC, tweet me at Raiklin. At Raiklin. Awesome. Awesome. We'll also put that in the show notes as well. How to get a hold of Ivan and on social media. All right, Scott, should we even do it? No way. No way. Not in front of a green boy. We got a green boy. Do it. Let's just do it and then (laughs) and then be like Right. Apologize. Be apologetic about it. Right, really? No, we're we're gonna go down. Scott's fast. getting red for those people that can't see him. I know. I know. This is so just, terrible. No, just own it. Let freedom, freedom ring. Thanks for listening to the Art of Passive Income podcast. Start your journey at www.thelandgate.com and www.scotttob.net. Read and review the podcast and email support at thelandgeek.com. Your screenshot for a free passive income launch kit.